signals for the Baltimore Colts. Unitas gives to Amici. The Colts are the world champions. Amici scores. Amazing, sensational, dramatic, heart-rending, exciting, thrilling finish in the history of college football. California has won the big game. Go crazy, folks. This is Phil Steele. This is Mike Burnham. This is Wes Durham. This is Mike Ashley. Woo, mercy, this is handsome Jimmy Vance, the Boogie Woogie Man. Hey, guys, I'm ESPN's Marty Smith, and you're listening to Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson. Are you ready to rock? Are you ready to rock? Okay, let's do it. You're in the doghouse with Rick Watson and Big Dog Sports Talk on the WRAD Talk Network, 101.7, 103.5, and 1460. Simulcasting on 710 WFNR. Streaming online at WRADradio.com and the TuneIn app for your phone. Join the conversation now on the Long and Foster Baker Team Hotline, 540-639-4900. Now your host, Rick Watson. Rick Watson. Hope everybody's doing okay, wherever you might be here on this Thursday edition. Keeping your hands to yourself. Remember the Georgia satellite? Somebody was bringing this song up the other day, and I was thinking about it. They're like, yeah, good song. And keep your hands to yourself up on the Baker Team Hotline, 639-4900. Text line's open at 744-2990. We'd like to hear from you, wherever you might be. All right, I just wanted to hear that song again. I hope you enjoyed that. All right, uh, <laughs> heading into a more March Madness, or maybe for Virginia Tech, the March Madness ended on the men's side last night. Tech gets absolutely brutalized by North Carolina State, 97-77. By the way, coming up at 7.35 today will be uh, Kenny Brooks. 
the head women's basketball coach at Virginia Tech. David Teal from the ACC tournament down in Greensboro at 8.05 and then Dwight Vick at 8.35. Um, North Carolina State, I didn't watch the game because it started so late, what, well after 9.30. But I do record those games, and I kind of skim through it very fast. You can watch it on the fast motion on the, uh, on the TV. And Terquavion uh, Smith ended up with uh, 30 points in the basketball game. And Virginia Tech's defense failed them, as it did during their long losing streak this year, seven games. And even though they won the previous night, didn't you think they probably were not locked in? They didn't play well against Notre Dame. I mean, let's face it, they beat Notre Dame because Notre Dame was a bad team. And then you had NC State just laying wait and Tech trying to play back-to-back nights, and it didn't happen. It just didn't happen. Um when a bench player like Rodney Rice plays 19 minutes, and he's going to be a good player if he stays in Blacksburg and leads you in scoring, it tells you they didn't get much from their starters, right? Um, Tech shoots a lot of threes. They rely on the three so much. And when they're not falling consistently, everything else seems to really struggle. But at 19 wins, they were 8-12 and 12 in the conference I had a lot of text messages waiting on me this morning about whether or not I thought Tech was going to get an at-large bid in the NIT, and I don't know the answer to that question. My gut would be there's one of two things that um, I'm looking at here when you start looking at the NIT, and I think Bill Roth, Mike Burnup actually, it was Mike, wasn't it? Mike brought up a great point when he said, you know what? The NIT is the National Invitational Tournament. It looks like to me North Carolina is going to play their way in to the NCAA. I think that did it for them last night, getting to 20 wins. And Bill Roth is right. Let's not kid ourselves into thinking that it doesn't matter who the team is. It's on the bubble. It certainly does. Does anybody want to believe that? So let's just say, for instance, that you have – Seven teams get in, and I believe seven teams are getting in from the ACC. I keep seeing this one. And by the way, Joe Lonardi, now he's been on the show, I think, since we rebooted three or four times. We had him on. But to keep on saying that the ACC is going to get just five teams, I don't know. There's some bid stealing going on, I know, in other leagues. But, for instance, College of Charleston won their tournament, right? They've won 31 games. 31 games. They won their conference championship. Last night he comes on during halftime of the game that preceded Virginia Tech, the Carolina game. Did you see that? And Lenardi said that College of Charleston was on the bubble. On the bubble, which would have been ridiculous anyway at face value, even if they hadn't won the tournament, considering they won 30 games. But the fact that they cut down the nets and yet he had them on the bubble proves that he didn't update anything going into that appearance. And I'm sitting there going, and a lot of people called him out on Twitter. And I'm just sitting there thinking, geez, really? Really? (sighs) Um, 
some programs have already indicated they would not accept NIT bids, Syracuse being one, as Jim Beheim retired after their loss yesterday. Wake Forest would likely accept an NIT bid. Boston College won't get one because they finished under 500, so that does leave Virginia Tech, right? It does leave them right there. So it's possible. But then you're not only thinking about Virginia Tech and what they might do in terms of um, if they get a bid, would they accept a bid? Is it more trouble than it's worth to go to the NIT when you've underachieved? And let's just face it, Tech really underachieved this year. A lot of people had high expectations. Now, I did tell you before November started to temper excitement because I don't think you can lose your best player. You also lost Storm Murphy. You can't lose Keve Aluma and become a better team the next year. A lot of fans thought this was just going to be a pickup from winning the ACC tournament, and boom, I know you started out 11-1 and because the schedule was very soft, and then reality set in because you didn't prepare yourself. Text message comes in, for whatever reason, this team doesn't seem engaged. What coach is selling, they aren't buying into, especially on defense. A lot of promise wasted from the New River Park campground. Good text. Yeah. Agreed. Let's get your thoughts. 744-2990. This team vastly underachieved, or did it? (laughs) Or did it? I got to be honest, I'm not sitting here overwhelmingly surprised we're talking about their season potentially being over and and waiting whether or not they're going to play in the postseason in the NIT. 8-12 in the ACC. And everybody got all excited when they were 11-1. And And I told you throughout then, I didn't like the way they were scheduling. I didn't like the way the schedule set up. They had a nice two-point win against Penn State, who's come on here in the latter part of the Big Ten schedule. They lost that game to Charleston. They beat the worst team in the Big Ten, Minnesota. They beat Carolina without Baycott. They crushed Dayton because Dayton was without three starters. And then you got into, quote, the real games, end quote. When the ACC started, the season crumbled. People forget that this team lost its first seven ACC games. They only won twice on the road all year. And that was at two teams who were not very good, Notre Dame and Louisville. So, I'm not sure you can say this team underachieved. Maybe in some of the fans' expectations, but was that even realistic? The guards had to heat up a lot of minutes. And look, they've never come forward about what's going on with Darius Maddox. Now, I hear a lot of things behind the scenes. But I don't know whether it's true or not. So we'll find out and we'll see how it all plays out when this team makes a decision on what it's doing. Right, But I don't know exactly what their postseason is going to be. Another text message, kids not playing in every game, it's crazy to me. Play to get better because these are the best times of their lives. Agreed. 
So I don't know exactly what's happening. And I'm not sure exactly what Mike Young's going to say once he does his end-of-the-year presser in these things. But I do know that if you're a Tech fan, do you really want to see them go to the NIT? I don't know. That's up to the players, I'm sure. Usually the players will vote on those type of things. But I think that will be the cutoff. BC's out. Syracuse has already said they're not playing. So Tech does leapfrog those two teams if the NIT comes calling. And then I think you're going to be choosing amongst Wake Forest and Virginia Tech. Because I think Carolina's in. Right? Right? So we'll see. If you want them to play, let me know. You think they should play in the NIT? If they get an NIT bid, they may not. Just because you have 19 wins doesn't mean that you're going to, right? But in any event, we'd like to hear from you and get your thoughts on all these things going forward. All right. 20 minutes past the hour. Kenny Brooks scheduled to join us here on the program later on. David Teal. And then, of course, Dwight Vick. Hope you're well wherever you might be. Just getting started for another day. More coming up. in the NIT. It's kind of split, to be honest. Several people are several people are saying that they would like to see it, and then there are others who say, no, nah, let's just get this uh, atrocious season over with. Well, I don't know whichever way you want to do it. 639-4900-744-2990. Kenny Brooks, David Teal, and then Dwight Vick. You know, I'm just going to say this. I mean, that, that is a Hall of Fame show for you today. And it has nothing to do with me, but I'm just saying, in terms of our second half guest list, that's, uh, that's going to be fun. I'm going to have to ask Coach Brooks, you know, where's the, uh, where's the BDSC logo patch? You're going to wear that during the NCAA celebrating your number one seed? Because I think we've had some positive karma we've created for him. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> Uh, but in the ACC yesterday, in case you missed it, and many of you may have, um, Jim Beheim loses. Last second shot for Wake Forest. And then he announces his retirement. And, you know, I saw all these people paying all these tributes and saying how sad it's going to be without him. Really? Is it? I mean, the guy made some asinine comments a few weeks ago, accusing teams. One of those teams, Wake Forest, into buying, you know, last year when Wake had the portal and he brought in all those players and started, when he's been doing it for years. I mean, is it really going to be that major of a loss not to have Jim Beheim 
at Syracuse whining about everything? I mean, he's had a great career. Sure, he's had an impact. It's great he's been able to do it a long time, but okay. You hit in the 80s now. He's, what, 81? It's time to move on. Pitt beat uh, Georgia Tech 89-81. Carolina continues to flex its muscle. Caleb Love, 22 points. I think they're in. I think all this is just posturing to get ratings. I really do. 85-61. Carolina's going to get in. They just are. They just are. Um, And NC State, as we've talked about, destroyed Virginia Tech. NC State had 53 points at halftime. And then they added 44 in the second half. And what that tells you is, and this is why I asked the question about the NIT, and it's not taking anything away at all from the Wolfpack because they were better in every way, shape, and form. They were better prepared. You name it, that's who they were last night. But let me ask you this. Isn't it pretty clear that when you have a situation like that, when you're giving up that many points, coaches have told me every coach – that I've ever interviewed for the Radford University broadcast, no matter who we've played over the years. And I'm talking some big-name coaches across the country, like Roy Williams and Bill Self, Rick Pitino, you name it. You know if a team is not engaged if they aren't working on defense. Tech clearly did not do that. So now you expect them to go to the NIT and be engaged? I mean, they're playing for their postseason NCAA life in this tournament, and they got blown away last night. Blown away. So that's the other side of it, and that's what a couple of other textures have said. Look, we'd love to see them keep playing, but how much do they even care? I don't know. Questions about Maddox continue to throw in. I, I, you know, all we've gotten is what they've told us. I've heard many things. But it's not my place to go public with that. They continue to say that it's a family-related issue. Of course, he's been out now for, what, over a month? I know he wasn't with the program any longer. That I know. So, we'll see. We'll see what, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with the postseason in Virginia Tech. Let's go to the Baker team hotline. Good morning. Who's this? Wayne from Bradford. How you doing? Hey, Wayne. How are you? All right. I would like to see Tech go ahead and just play the, the NIT to get invited. Yeah. Just go ahead and accept the challenge. You know, go ahead and prove how good you are. Go in there. And if you love the game, go in there. You know, the NIT, you're still playing. It is. To me, just go ahead and do it. You know, go ahead and play. It is. That's to me. I, th- I know, and, and I think we look at it that way, and you and I can rationalize that, Wayne, but it's not that easy to sell that to your players. And I know <laughs> that a lot, of the, a lot of these guys got paid, and I know yep. that they're expected. Um, yep. But, you know, it's not, it's not as easy um, yep. as, as we make it out to be. Yeah. Right? It's money now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But we'll see. We'll Too see. much money. Yep. All right, Wayne, thanks for the call, man. We're getting ready. All right, y'all have best day. All right, you too. All right. 6.30 here on the program. And it's true, Tech has a lot of history tied into the NIT, but that was when the NIT was looked at as a reward for what they were building. 
after you go to the NCAA tournament and you follow up the next year and you don't make it back, it's not a reward. All right, we'll be back halfway home on a Thursday in hour one. Twenty-five minutes to the top of the hour. Boys and things will come by the dozen. Call us up on the Baker Team hotline six three nine forty nine hundred. Text line seven four four twenty nine ninety. Little Otis this morning. You never have too much Otis. A lot of folks throwing around their opinions this morning. Mac, that in Salem, says that was disgusting last night. Pathetic. I had to turn it off midway through the first half. It was disgusting. I'm a tech lifer, season ticket holder. That was hard to watch. Glad I didn't make it down to Greensboro. Thanks, Mac. I get it. I get it. 97-77 for those of you who were like me and could not stay up and watch. I watched the skim version this morning, and I was like, woof, woof. All right, so today's lineup looks like this. Now you're in the quarterfinals. You've got Wake Forest and Miami. That's at Nooner, 2.30 Pitt and Duke. 7 o'clock, North Carolina and Virginia. And then 9.30, the late one tonight, NC State and Clemson. And who knows? You know, Wake Forest still has work to do. They could be a bid stealer, right? They could do that. All sorts of teams could still apply and get that done. We shall see how it all plays out. Richmond was eliminated by George Mason. couple state teams going head-to-head in the A-10 last night, 62-57. Just trying to go through some games of interest here. For those of you, you don't care about the Pac-12 scores from late last night, I'm assuming. Probably not. <laughs> oh, the Big Ten, you had Ohio State beat Wisconsin. How about Ohio State 14-18 and on the year? Chris Holtman, friend of mine, feeling some heat in Columbus. Ole Miss won over South Carolina in the SEC. The reason that's interesting is you've seen all the reports of Butch Beard, who was fired at Texas. People were asking, and I told you I thought he'd get another chance. I didn't think it would come this quickly, but apparently he's the front runner to be the new head coach at Ole Miss. West Virginia last night, Bobby Huggins, who I believe now is the current active winningest coach all time in terms of total wins with Bayheim stepping down. They survive in the Big 12, 78-62. Big win. West Virginia still got... NCAA aspirations. Mentioned the Carolina win. Um, wasn't exactly the 1985 national championship game, but Villanova in the Big East beat Georgetown 80-48. to I mean, Georgetown's going to have to have a new coach, right? Pat Ewing, is it's just not working. It's not working. LSU beat Georgia in the SEC. Um, 
And I believe, well, we have Oklahoma State in the Big 12, knocked off Oklahoma last night. And everything else was on the uh, on the West Coast. All right, so that's your college basketball. If you want to talk about the tech situation, we'll get into it more coming up with David Teal as well. Leading off hour number three, he was there, he watched it, he wrote about it, so we'll do that. And we'll also um, talk to Dwight Vick. Before that, though, it'll be Kenny Brooks scheduled to join us at 7.35 to talk the women winning the ACC championship and their pending number one seat. All that's coming up. By the way, we have our BDST tournament challenge up. I have the link pinned to the top of the page, so if you want to join, get in there and do it. It's free. It's fun. We'll have some cool prizes for you. Um, never too late to join. We'll be filling out brackets uh, throughout the week next week. You have until the first Thursday. They do not usually add the first four games. I don't know if that's changed this year. I don't think it has because they know people don't necessarily have time to do that. So make sure you jump in and partake. I want to get into the story. Charles Barkley who I usually agree with 95% of the time, right? And he had some pretty forceful comments speaking the truth about ESPN. And he suggested that Kendrick Perkins, after he alleged that the NBA MVP voters were racist because they have Nikola Jokic set to win his third MVP if the season ended today, Charles Barkley said that Kendrick Perkins has caught the ESPN disease. He accused Perkins of speaking for clicks. Now, on one of their hideous, just god-awful shows, first take, as Jokic continues to separate himself from the rest of the field, Perkins came on and accused voters of holding a racial bias against the league's back players, a league that's over 70%, by the way, African-American. And then J.J. Reddick, Cave Spring grad, got on there and countered it and said, you're wrong, it's ridiculous. And then he blasted the show for allowing false narratives to be pushed. Many, many folks agreed with J.J. Reddick. Barkley's comments were, it's asinine and silly. It's stupid. Pick any word you want, whatever one of those you want. One of the things that's ridiculous about ESPN is that they do this silly debate every year about the MVP going back to even when I played. They did it a lot with LeBron, which makes me laugh, too. Derrick Rose won it. He deserved it. Kevin Durant won it. He deserved it. It's a regular season award. It's not who the best player is necessarily. It's who had the best regular season. But every year, ESPN gets these fools on radio and TV to talk about who's the best player. It's just to fill up time on their talk shows. Barkley proceeded to state that if there are more white voters than black voters and only five white players won the NBA MVP award in the last 30 years, then Perkins' argument makes zero sense. According to Barkley, Perkins crossed the line with his take about the NBA MVP uh, voters holding a racial bias against black players, and he praised Reddick for calling calling him out. He says, I just always talk about the ESPN disease. Everyone in the industry knows what I'm talking about. 
A lot of these guys, when they get on TV and stuff, they're like, well, I'm on ESPN. I have to say something provocative. And you know the thing about it, you're always going to get some idiots out there. This is Barkley who are going to agree with those comments. But I can promise you this, I don't say things just to get clicks. doesn't mean I haven't been wrong in the past, but I just speak my mind with how I'm feeling. And this is true, right? Anybody who watches the TNT show and Charles Barkley. He goes on to say, but Perkins, to slander this man and accuse of racial bias is just total BS. And I could not agree more. And it's something I've been trying to parlay along to people. You recognize it. You go back 10, 15 years, ESPN has fallen from remotely any kind of respectability in so many ways. Yes, they have contracts. They carry games. We have to watch. But that's basically about it. They're their own self-promotional tool. They're not journalists in any way, shape, or form. They're owned by Disney. Everybody knows the problems Disney's going through now because of the way they go about their business. ABC, it's all collapsing because of the narratives they decide to push and their desire to split the country. They pretty much eliminate half of their target audience each and every night because of the way they stand on issues and the things they try to push, like this situation with Perkins. It's unwatchable. It's disgusting. And they don't care about being wrong anymore. I'm not always right, in my opinions, because it's an opinion. You're not always right in your opinion. We're not always wrong about our opinions. But I do try to make sure that when I report a fact, something that I know is a fact, that I want to make sure it's correct. Right? And if it's not, those rare occurrences were something that I've said wasn't true. And I can't recall that happening. I'm not talking about a prediction like my horrible Miami football call this past year. <laughs> well, we're just going to ignore that one. I'm just talking about a factual tidbit. It used to be that people, even when you're doing talk radio show like me, would be wrong about something. They would come on and say, you know what? I, I didn't get it right. My apologies, blah, blah, blah. Nowadays, media doesn't even begin to apologize. They just continue to perpetuate the lie. No matter what, how obvious the lie is. Like all the things now that are being exposed about the COVID lie of the last three years. All right? How we were all duped. How it was all just a complete fabrication. I mean, even though we have all this testimony and all this evidence... People are still pushing back, and nobody's saying, oh, we got it wrong, sorry, nope. It used to be that the media journalists wanted people, and that's me and you, the public, to respect what they did by getting them the correct news, by getting them information as opposed to their own speculation based on their politics. And that's what's wrong with the media today. And ESPN is right there, full throttle, active each and every night. Not worried about accuracy, continuing to feed us the just horrible value entertainment they do with those talking head shows that I don't know who they think is watching. I really don't. I mean, all you have to do is look at the ratings on those shows, but yet they continue to pay all these people six, seven figures to go on And it blows my mind. And it's great to see someone so grounded like Charles Barkley call out Kendrick Perkins for his stupidity. 
and his ignorance. Very, very nice. Very, very nice. But they don't care about being wrong. ESPN will never admit that it's wrong. They don't care. Because that doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter anymore. The brainwashing abilities of the media and what they can get to follow along with people with the like mind, whatever their ideologies may be politically, you're going to follow along, right? I mean, if you're following a liberal or conservative media outlet, you're going to act as if those media outlets, depending on which side you fall on, are always truthful. And therein lies the problem. All right? Whatever's being pushed, the narrative, if you believe it because you agree with it, then that's what's going to be the truth. Not what is actually true, but yet your own truth. And that's what they have preyed on, and that's what ESPN preys on. And it was very nice to see J.J. Reddick jump on it and call him out. I wonder if they'll have Reddick back on that show anytime soon. <laughs> right? I wonder if they will. I think he'll just get yanked off that show. And what I love about Barkley is, why does he care? He can say whatever he wants. He's on the best set studio show on television. TNT's NBA show is the best thing on television in terms of a either pregame, halftime, or postgame set. I've said that last week, and I'll stand by it. That is a great show. Ernie, Kenny the Jet, Barkley, and Shaq, awesome. It's the way every one of those set shows should be. They're so far ahead of anything that ESPN offers. It's not, it's, it's a complete, it, it's not even night and day. It goes even beyond that, how much better that show is than anything of the myriad of just horrible talking head shows they have on ESPN. You name it. You name it. It is the absolute best. And Barkley's at a place to where, you know what? That's who he's always been. That's why he continues to get contract extensions. That's why he continues to get offers, because he's honest. The reaction from the folks who want to hire him, they understand what's going on in the business. Hey, look, he's just speaking what he thinks is the truth that is the truth. So let's give him a, you know. So you have people who understand how it is and what's going on. I just hope you don't get duped. Don't fall into it. It's ridiculous. Nikola Jokic is going to win the MVP, or he should. Now they're trying to create so much friction between it. Who knows what Adam Silver is going to do. Knowing Adam Silver and as soft as he is as a commissioner, you know, the guy who allows the players to pretty much ask their way out of their team situation, the guy who is talking about shortening overtime games to get to a point total because his guys are overworked, the guy who supports load management. You could see him caving because he falls on the political side that ESPN wants him to. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. But for Kendrick Perkins, to talk about racial bias against African Americans in a league that's over 70% African American, it's just 
I don't know what to do in that case. I really don't. And I'm so glad someone like Charles Barkley called him out on because that's gotten national attention, and Perkins has kept quiet since then. But I'm sure he'll be back on the next day because it's being talked about, and that's what's important. Oh, look at that. He got all these people up in arms. That's what we want. Who cares about truth and integrity or credibility? We got people mentioning his name. They may watch us even more. We can sell that to advertisers. That's the real ESPN motto. Worldwide leader in sports? (laughs) I think not. Curtis Keaton of the Cincinnati Bengals, and I am a proud listener of Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson. Kenny Brooks at 7.35 today, the head women's basketball coach at Virginia Tech. David Till and Dwight Vick in the 8 o'clock power hour. Again, I want to thank uh, Wayne in Ohio, back-to-back days, he supplies me with my breakfast nourishment of Jack Link's bacon jerky. I mean, it's only 300 calories for the size bag that he sent me. No carbs. It's perfect. Awesome. Thank you so much, Wayne. I mean, it's so nice not to have to worry about breakfast items in the morning i just grab that bag and i'm good to go (laughs) hey i can just segue right into it enjoy that thing tech loses last night in the acc tournament matter of fact it's the all-time best shooting performance by nc state as a program in the acc tournament how about that the all-time best shooting percentage. That was a little nugget David Till shared with us in his report. We'll have him on. We'll talk about it. He watched it. Tech gave it up last night to the Wolfpack. All the years they've played. 132 ACC tournament games. They shot 63% last night. They're all-time high. Hey. But hey, let's go to the NIT. Now, folks are saying continue your season. Let me ask you this theoretically. And I don't know the answer. I'm just asking the question. I'm not asking this with a predetermined answer. If you're 8-12 and 12 in your conference, do you deserve to play in any postseason tournament if you have a losing conference record? What are your thoughts? Tech fattened up. Told you. We told you. People yelled at me. They were 11 and 1. Yeah, they're 11 and 1, but yeah, they haven't really. They don't have any really attractive wins. And they start out 0 and 7 in the ACC. Oh, oh. All right, hour two coming up. A lot going on. 
735-805-835. Kenny Brooks, David Till, Dwight Vick. We'll be back for hour two. Come on back with us.